All right, so I just got back from the dentist. And boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. Uh, I'm not, I'm too lazy. I, I was going to, I was going to stop this recording and go back so that you never had to hear that horrible joke, but I'm, I'm too lazy. I've already done, this is the second take because I was stumbling over my words and I'm sure I will again because I'm a horrible word guy. So I, I just returned home from the dentist, clean bill of health, no cavities, nice, clean, healthy teeth, looking good. Didn't even have to see the dentist. Didn't even have to, I didn't even have to see the dentist because my teeth were so great. Now, I'm still going to be charged the same amount once it gets uh, submitted through the process through the insurance company and it comes back. I'll still have to pay the same amount. I just didn't have to see the person who spent all those years in dentist school getting their dentist degree, their DMD or their DDS or whatever it is. Uh, I, I, but I still get to pay the amount, which frankly, who even cares? Like, what does the dentist, when you go for a checkup, what does the dentist do? The hygienist comes in and rips your teeth and gums apart, and then the dentist comes in and takes a quick look in there. Says, "Yep, my foals are teeth, all right. See ya." You know that's how most most dentists sound like. Oh, it's me, I'm the dentist. If there was ever a, uh, you know, catch me if you can. I keep making the reference to Frank Abagnale, who pretended to be a surgeon. If there was a great profession to pretend to be, it would be a dentist. And yes, I know the dentist actually has to do. You know, when there's when there's more than just the cleaning, the routine checkups to be done, that's when the dentist comes in and, and does the serious shit. But honestly, how often is that? I never, I, what is the, I never see the dentist. They're just, they stop in. When I was a kid, my dentist, Dr. Kaplan would come in. I've, I've mentioned this before. And he would just talk to me about Binghamton because he was a Binghamton guy. Except back in my day, it was called Harper College. We know! I, I go to the school. I know what it used to be called a thousand years ago. And Tony Kornheiser mentions it all the time, too. Yes, we know it's called Harper College. We know, we know, we know. Anyway, yeah, Dr. Kaplan would come in and he would just say, like, hey, well, was, uh, you know, uh, is this guy still a professor? At, <laughs> like, it's still a professor? Dude, you're like 50 years older than I am. You're asking if your professors from the 60s are still teaching at Binghamton? Also, I'm not in the dental school, so I probably don't have a lot of the – yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Dr. So-and-so is still there. Although, frankly, a few of my professors were in their 80s and they probably did teach back in the 60s and even earlier when Dr. Fagan was. Anyway, who cares about my childhood dentist going to Binghamton? This is as interesting a conversation as the ones that we would have. I went to the dentist and I found myself actually feeling a great sadness when the checkup was over. First time that that's ever happened at the dentist because I, like most, do not enjoy the trip to the dentist. You go there and you don't know. And when I was a kid, I had this hygienist named Karen and she was awful. She was so awful. And I used to think maybe my teeth just suck. But then one day Karen was out. I don't know. She wasn't there. And so I had to have, uh, I had to have somebody else. This is Diane or somebody. I, I don't know what her name was, but it was somebody else. And she was so gentle and she was so nice. And my teeth, I, I, there weren't buckets of blood 
dripping after the checkup. And then Dr. Kaplan came in and said, yeah, your teeth look great. Everything's great. No cavities. Bye. Get out of here. This was pre-Binghamton days, so we didn't have that topic of conversation. Nevertheless, yeah, that was it. I realized, oh, some dental hygienists are terrible and some are not. Because Karen used to rip my friggin' mouth apart and I would just be, you know, gushing blood left and right. All it looked like the shining. The dentist's office looked like the shining. You knew you knew that I was getting a checkup with Karen because somebody would open the front door to come into the dentist's office, and it looked like the elevator in the shining with the with the blood <laughs> pouring out of it. So I've I've never liked the dentist, and I don't think I'm in a very exclusive club here. I think that's most people feel that way about the dentist, not. Not the favorite place to be. There's lots of places we could think of that we'd rather be. But I realized, and this is this is so sad. I realized today, I still don't like the sitting in the chair and having somebody with gross glo- rubber gloves on, sticking, uh, you know, picks and toothbrushes and floss and all the other bullshit polish and all these, zzz, you know, all, the, all those the sounds of the dentist's office and. At least the music was a little bit better today. There was some like, uh, it was on some new wave 80s channel. That was good. Uh, you know, but it's usually like, it's usually like the, uh, if you've ever listened to Yacht Rock on Sirius XM, it's like that, but war- it's like the worst versions. It's like, you know, this old, sad, like 70s Christopher Cross, you know, sailing takes me away. Anyway. That's what the dentist's office is. Usually, like crappy, easy listening, like horrible, horrible music, and zzz, those sounds, and just me, uh, just blood coming every from you know. Thanks to Karen, the hygienist, who was my in the eighties. So I don't, you know, it's still not really enjoyable. I don't like if you know, uh, my teeth are in good shape, so it's not like that bad. It's not not really a very painful experience. It's just it's not the best. But I got to the end of today's checkup she said okay everything looks good you're all set let's get you out of here get, okay we got the next appointment for you blah 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 and i was sad and i said to her i was like you know i gotta tell you i said this might sound crazy to you i think it will definitely sound crazy to you i actually i this is the first time in my life i'm at a point in my life where i'm actually i look forward to coming here and she's like really i'm like yeah why? Well, because I don't really like I don't really like going to meetings and doing work, at least the work that I do. I don't really like it. And I said, you know, it's the one time that I know every every 6 months, twice a year, I can come here for an hour and I can just sit in this chair and yeah, you're going to you're going to pick and poke at my mouth. That's not the greatest thing. I said, but honestly, I know that for an hour I don't have to be in a meeting. I don't have to take any calls. I don't have to talk to anybody. I can just sit here and relax. And the the mountain of work that I have to do, even though it'll still be waiting for me when I'm done, I can just put it out of my mind because there's nothing I can do about it for this very moment that I'm in this chair. There's no traffic. There's no work. There's no meetings. There's no people pinging me, asking for this, talking about that. Wanting me to drop everything to help them. It's just me sitting here doing absolutely nothing. I said, honestly, I said, the dentist, 
I said, the dentist is the new spa. It's the new health spa. Like I come, I come to the dentist twice a year to just unwind and relax. And then when I left and she's like, it's so funny. And then I left and then the, uh, the ladies out at the desk, because uh, the door was open and we were in the, the checkup room that was, that was pretty close to the, to the reception area. So the receptionists and the other, you know, another hygienist was sitting out at the, the desk area and, and my hygienist brought me out and said, okay, he's, he's got his uh, next appointment all set. He's, he's all, he's all set to go. And, uh, you know, so they got me, you know, printed up my, whatever, my receipt, the summary of the appointment and my schedule for next time and all that stuff. And, uh, and one of them said, okay, so you're all set to, uh, to come back to the dentist in April or should I say the spa? <laughs> and I said, oh, you heard that. And he said, yeah. And then we were actually brainstorming, like brainstorming. I was brainstorming. Uh, I said, I said, you know, I said, that might be like the new thing. You could have like the dentist, you, you could really, you know, I think you've been marketing yourselves all wrong. Yeah. Everybody knows the dentist is a place you go to fix your teeth, clean your teeth, get rid of cavities, all that stuff. Keep your, keep your teeth and gums nice and healthy. Great. Everybody knows that. You don't need to have a commercial about how good your dental practice is at being a dentist. I mean, you know, you're a dentist. We get it. Everybody's, every dentist's office is filled with dentists and dental hygienists. What you need to do, differentiate yourself, make your dentist the only one that has like, yeah, you, you come in and it's, a, it's like a spa treatment. Maybe, maybe why? While the maybe while the hygienist is uh, is uh, fucking around in your mouth, uh, you know you're playing. The, there's some nice scented candles and some new age music playing, and uh, you know relaxing sounds of nature. And maybe somebody's in there. Maybe somebody's giving you a nice uh, a nice foot massage. Maybe maybe that's the way to go. Maybe you could do something. Maybe there's something where you could lie face down in a massage table and just open your mouth. And the dental hygienist is on, you know, kind of like an auto mechanic on one of those like wheelie uh, things, you know, that you could <laughs> just slide under the car to do an oil change. Maybe that's what the dentist can do now as they just they lie on their back. <laughs> you look through the little uh, the little face opening on the on the massage table and just open wide. And they lie underneath you and they work on your teeth like a mechanic would work underneath a, underneath a car. And the nice music's playing, and you're getting a full body massage. So the mas- the masseuse is on top, giving you the rub down, and the hygienist is lying down underneath you, reaching up into your mouth to uh, to fix your teeth. But that's so sad, though. I'm actually sitting there, like feeling a, a great deal of disappointment, as I know the checkup is about to come to an end because then it's back to reality. And how sad is that? That I'm at a place where. The escaping reality to the dentist is something that I look forward to. Oh, good. <laughs> An hour of pain and stabbing and poking and prodding in my mouth and my teeth and my gums. And, uh, you know, oops, sorry, that was your tongue. Although that didn't happen this time, so that was nice. And that is all better than the alternative, which is sitting at my desk doing work and being on meetings. That's that's where we are now, folks. This is where this is what we've got to at this point, where the dentist is the thing that I look forward to as a nice little getaway from reality. 
ah, the pressures and the daily, the daily pressures and the grind. <laughs> Just let it all slip away as you sail off to the tropical paradise that is the dentist. Yeah, maybe that's uh, Cliffy. Maybe the, uh, I got a new idea for mouth pleasure. <laughs> mouth pleasure, p- pleasure paradise. It's a dentist office where you get a full body rub down, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> mouth pleasures. And then there's, uh, there's something about it. Yeah. Mouth pleasures. Uh... <laughs> Everyone has a happy ending at mouth pleasures. Dental office. Wink, wink, Cliffy. I haven't done those. I, I, I forgot about the Cliff family. They'll come back. That's... You just got you got dental cliff there. That's nice, nice little treat. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's that's where that's where we are at this point. The dentist is a relaxing escape from the daily grind of reality. <laughs> oh man, that is so sad. And then I had to take my car to the mechanic. I had to drop my car off because I realized, hey, I have not driven my car, well, really at all since March of 2020. Once in a great while, I've gone out, out on the open road and taken the kids for a drive. Uh, but really, I, my car has sat completely idle, doing absolutely nothing, complete, just collecting dust. I mean, like the, I had pollen from June on my car at the end of August when I had to drive it for the first time in three months when I had to start taking the kids to school. And then I realized, uh, I looked at the sticker in the car and it said, Oh, I said, Oh, it's a number five. That means may. And I said, Oh, good for me. I, I don't remember getting my inspection, uh, this past may, but surely I wouldn't have let it go this far. So good. I'm all set until next year. And then I looked a little bit closer and I said, Hmm, this sticker is blue. I'm looking at all these other cars. Their stickers are, uh, are like an amber color. I wonder, uh, maybe they're all wrong? Maybe theirs have all expired in 2020? Nope. Mine expired on May 31st. You'd think, because my registration also expires the same month, you'd think after six years of doing this in the state of New Hampshire, that I would say, hey, oh yeah, I got my registration set. I better go get the inspection. But I don't, ever. Well, not this year anyways, because I haven't driven my car. It's just been sitting there. It probably it really doesn't, what, what's to inspect? What, what's, what could possibly have happened to a car that hasn't been anywhere? I have an oil change. My last oil change was March of 2020. February, March 2020. And it has the mileage and the, you know, whichever you know, the mile, whatever, whatever's the latest, either come to us on this date or this mileage. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're way past, I mean, we're way past the date, but we're about four and a half thousand miles. I mean, I've, I've driven since my last oil change, what is it? Every 5,000 miles, give or take. Uh, I've, I've driven in the last 18 months. It's a total of 500 miles, maybe. Which is like, oh, 500 miles, that's a lot. Yeah, in one day, if, you're, if you say, hey, I'm going to get in the car and I'm going to drive 500 miles today, that's a lot. If it's 500 miles over the course of 19 months, 18 or 19 months, that's, that's not that much. 
So, whatever. That's, uh, uh, so I dropped my car off. And that was another, that was a, I usually hate going there too. Because it's a sad little place. They do a great job. But it's, it's, it's in a, you know, it's in kind of the, the, uh, the outskirts of, of downtown. It's kind of, you know, in the, in the grittier section of town, if you will. It's not a pleasant place to look at. It's just a, it's an old fucking auto shop. And, uh, you know, I do like it because you go the waiting room, which I wouldn't, uh, I've, I've sat in that waiting room one time and I'll never sit in that waiting room again because at least not now, because nobody's wearing a mask and you're basically sitting on top of each other. But I love it because it's just, it's old timey. There's an old timey, it's wood paneling and pictures of baseball teams from like the eighties that the place used to sponsor. It's, you know, it's stuck, it's frozen in time. It's an, it's a, it's a relic from decades ago. So I, I like it in that sense. Also, I hate it because it's really dingy and gross. And I don't look forward to going there. I just look, and I don't look forward to having to pay to have something done to my car. Just like the dentist, you know that, okay, I'm gonna have to pay money and I'm gonna have to find out something's wrong. Unlike the dentist, you know, there's usually nothing wrong with my teeth, but there's occasionally you find something wrong with the car. I doubt that that's going to happen. But it was also, it was like, oh, this is like a second vacation. Now that I'm, I've just dropped off my car. Or I've just uh, I've just finished the dentist, but I'm not heading home yet. I'm going to the mechanic. I'm going to the auto shop to drop off my car and then take a lift home. And uh, it's very sad. The things that none of those things I enjoy. I hate going to the auto mechanic. I hate having to go there. I hate having to get an inspection. I hate having to get an oil change. Any of that shit. I just I hate it because it's just like ah, I gotta you know either make an appointment or go and just drop it off. I have to have somebody pick me up. <sighs> and it's and then I got to find out. And then I have to sit there wondering, is this going to be the day, even though nothing seems wrong with the car, that they're going to call me and tell me that uh, I need a new, uh, I don't know, I need a new Edelbrock intake or I need new, um, you know, pop-up pistons or something. You know, the basic things that are in a car engine. I'm going to need a new one of those. Yeah. And it's also it's also the trauma of holding on to a car that I should have let go of long long ago. My old my old uh, my my 2000 Lexus that I had from 2005 until 2017 and then finally it was my mechanic who actually said he could have made a ton of money off this thing and he said, "Dude, you you've put so much money into keeping this car on the road. It's a great car." You could put a couple thousand dollars into it and get it to pass inspection, and then that'll buy you what a couple more years. I shouldn't be saying this because I stand to make money off of you paying for this car to be fixed, but you should just get rid of this car and get a new car that doesn't need all this work. And it got to the point, you know, it was rusted underneath. I mean, it was it was done. It was done. It had more than served its purpose. Two hundred almost two hundred and seventy thousand miles beating the shit out of it up and down the east coast boston all this stuff all but oh every time i took it in just for the smallest of things like hey there's a you know i need an oil change great that'll be three thousand dollars because you also need a new everything uh my my current car is a bit newer i don't drive it that much i certainly don't drive it up and down the, the east coast i don't even drive it to boston i can't remember the last time that i took it to boston 2000 it's been two years since that, that car has made that drive. 
but still it doesn't it doesn't stop the anxiety of waiting and saying okay when i see that that call on my phone on the caller id that says nashua wholesale tire and i say hello uh yeah we looked at your car and it's uh it's totaled your car is your car is totaled what do you mean totaled i just drove it there yeah but it's totaled you need we can fix it though well i thought totaled meant like it can't be fixed well we can fix it but it is totaled and you're going to need to uh, we only take cash. It's going to be $4,000, and uh, we can fix it today, but we need the cash today. Oh. You know, as I'm saying this out loud, maybe I don't have the greatest mechanic on the planet. <laughs> no, that's never happened. They're very good. They're excellent. All joking aside, and the last I've had that car now for three years, four years, the most I've ever had to do, yeah, pay for an oil change, paid for the inspection. I don't think anything else has ever had to be done to that car, which now I'm jinxing and I'm probably going to get a call that says that I do need some ridiculous thing done to the car, but hopefully not. In any event, just just getting to go there as a second fun stop on the way home from the dentist was a lovely treat, knowing that it was going to be another 20 or 30 minutes that I couldn't do any work and didn't have to do any work because I'm not home. I can't do it. I can't answer any emails. If there's a meeting being scheduled, I don't know about it. So I can't attend it. Yeah. So that's what's up. That's what's up on a Friday. And uh, I had something else I wanted to talk about, but I can't remember what it is. So that's it. The dentist is the new friggin' uh, spa. It's the new massage parlor. It's the new uh, tropical getaway. At least for me, because every six months I look forward to a Friday morning where I can just go and sit in a chair for an hour and nobody's going to wonder where I am. Nobody's going to yell at me. Not that anybody yells at me. Nobody yells at me. But still, in my mind, I conjure up these scenarios where, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not at my desk for two minutes and somebody says, Hopkins, where are you? You're fired. Yeah, Mr. Spacely, I basically, uh, in my mind, Mr. Spacely or Mr. Burns are my are my bosses, even though that's not really ever the case. But eh. that's my mind for you. That's how, we, that's how we process these things. We build this shit up in our heads. If you're anything like me, you've played out a scenario in your head uh, that you've convinced yourself actually has happened. And then you think that, you know, then you, then you think you're in a bad situation, even though you're not. But at the dentist, you don't have to think about any of that stuff. It's just a fun getaway from the daily go-go jet-setting lifestyle, the 9-to-5 grind, the traffic, the headaches, the stress, the worry. All that goes out the window when you're at the dentist. Man, my, my chompers hurt. I think it's just from talking. I don't know. I should ask the dentist about that next time. Hey, do I have a good, is my jaw suitable for podcasting? Because I've been doing this for a couple of years and I just want to make sure, I want to keep the, you know, the golden pipes are important, but I also make sure to keep the mouth muscles, the jaw bone, all that needs to be intact. Otherwise, we've got nothing here. I'll ask that next time. Ah, six months from now. Can't get here soon enough. Cannot wait for that next relaxing trip to the dentist. All right. Talk to you next time. Later, Gators.